Without a doubt, artificial intelligence is now a topic of interest among chief finance officers. How to improperly channel this interest into the finance function remains to be seen, however. Gartner says to build an AI-driven finance organization for the future will require a combination of technical and business skills that many finance teams do not have today. In today's podcast for Future CFO, we are joined by Mark McDonald, Senior Director, Analyst, Gartner Finance Practice, to share with us his views on how finance should and can embrace artificial intelligence. Mark, welcome to Podchats for Future CFO. Hi, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. What do finance professionals think artificial intelligence can do for them? Well, that's it. You can come, you're starting with a tough question. That, that probably sounds pretty easy, but actually, you know, there's a wide variety of thoughts. Um, I speak to hundreds of executive leaders a year on this topic. And on, on one hand, you know, particularly in finance, I get a lot of people that are still very suspicious. They're very skeptical. They think it's overpromised and it's not going to do anything. I think a lot of them just kind of want it to go away or wait until it's perfectly mature before they can start. Then on the other hand, you get those leaders that think, wow, this is great. You know, it's like I tried this out at home or my kids are doing this in school. It's going to change everything. Let's get started so we can finish this project in three or four months. And that's, you know, neither one of these things are really reasonable expectations. Somewhere in between, what can it do for you? Well, it can definitely start to do a lot of those things that you suspected can be automated. Right. So AI, machine learning and these things, they can emulate certain tasks that we've only ever thought people can do. That's pretty compelling. Right. So we've got machines now. They can start making decisions. They can start looking at things and using data. They can emulate human decision making process, but they don't completely they're not human. Right. These are algorithms that do this. What do professionals think it can do for them? Well, if I have to take the average or maybe the rational sense, it can help us to handle a lot of the complexity that we've been struggling with and continue to struggle with in finance, but it is not going to completely replace the need for people on our teams. In its current form, uh, artificial intelligence, should finance be embracing it right now and should they embrace it with caution? Yeah, so definitely, yes, we need to start getting this. That It is here. We don't need to wait for the technology to get more mature. We can spend the next 10 years working on bringing this into our function before we catch up to the technology. Now, should they do this with caution? Yeah, we need to think about how we're doing this for absolute certain. Um, I would say probably more than caution, I would say with a realistic expectation. You know, finance is a little different than other functions. In finance, you know, we have the unique responsibility in our business to validate the integrity of financial statements. And when we're doing this, we can't build algorithmic driven process that does this for us. This is our task to do. We have to build these algorithms in such a way that they help us to do that task. And what's interesting about this is it is actually possible to build algorithms that can do things for us. But if we don't build them right, we don't know why they did them. So if there's a a caution that we need to keep a close eye on here, it's the caution to make sure that we're not delegating our financial responsibilities to algorithms, for sure. Probably the biggest one. What are the long-term implications for artificial intelligence in the area of the finance function? Yeah, the one to pay the most attention to right now is the change in the workforce, is the change in skills that we're going to have. That's a big 
thing, right? So, you know, we have uh, in finance, we have a long standing, we've built our professions on uh, managing the skills within our teams. Who does what? How our functions are built? How we divide our departments? This is going to change dramatically. And we're going to start seeing a larger emphasis on the use of technology. And it's not just going to be the use of new types of software or new platforms. It's also understanding how those platforms work, understanding the, the, the foundational elements of what machine learning and AI do so that we can audit our processes and we can make sure that we feel comfortable about the results that they're delivering. And that's going to start making our teams look, in a lot of cases, they're going to start looking a lot more like software engineering teams rather than traditional finance teams. Can you elaborate on that? Why do you think they will start to look more like software development teams? Yeah, it's a good question. It doesn't mean that we don't need specific financial skills. I mean, to, to the contrary, we're just going to have a, a smaller emphasis on the amount of people that have those skills on our teams. The, the effort is going to be a little bit more surround surrounding um, developing. I refer to these as, as machines, right? We can call them algorithms if you want, or processes or AI-driven processes. I refer to them as machines. But the efforts become a little bit about around building machines, making sure that those machines are working properly, auditing those machines, determining if they're starting to stray from their intended purpose, if they're if they're still working the way they were intended to work, and then, you know, deciding at what point in our process we should be inserting a machine. And when we do that, making sure we're building machines that are helping people do their jobs better and more efficiently in a transparent way, and they're not just doing our jobs for us. And this requires a balance between understanding the needs of finance and the technical capabilities that these types of things offer us. So are you suggesting that we're going to start to see finance teams that are in part IT people or finance people with IT skill sets, capabilities, experiences, is for them to be affected by becoming software development people? Yeah, you know, so if we think about, you know, the traditional sense, right, maybe even 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, we had this firm line between finance and IT. IT did everything on the computer, everything technical, and finance did everything financial. But, you know, as finance relies more and more on technology, this line is getting very, very blurry. And um, we can't expect that you know, finance professionals are going to manage a modern, technically driven financial environment with out technical skills. It's impossible. And I don't think that IT leaders want to have the responsibility of doing all this themselves. We need to offload some of that work. We need to incorporate some of that technical work into the finance profession. Now, if we think about what people are learning today, a newer generation of workers, something that we call AI generation workers, you know, they don't see things in these traditional ways. All their jobs, everybody coming out of school now sees part of their future career being technologically oriented. They learn how to code now in school. Python and, and data science are things that are part of business school curriculum. It's not just reserved for people that are, are pursuing IT or software careers anymore. How should the CIO and perhaps the traditional software development team respond to this change in the nature of the work within the finance function as they start to absorb more of this machine learning slash artificial intelligence type functionality into the normal day-to-day -day finance function? 
Yeah, this is a great question. And I get this a lot. Very tricky. You know, as a CIO or as an IT leader in the organization, the last thing you want is a bunch of people outside of your organization doing a bunch of technical things, right? They're just going to wreak havoc. I mean, the security implications alone are just like will keep you up late at night. There is definitely a little bit of attention that we need to we need to place on this. How do they respond to this is going to largely depend on the organization and how IT is structured within the company. I speak to some companies that see the things that I talk about as no problem. This is easy. They can see exactly how it fits. They have a great relationship with IT. There's clear delineation between what IT does and what finance does. In organizations where this, this boundary is not clearly set or where IT has fully locked down the environment, there are going to be some problems. And in those cases, it's not just up to the IT leadership, it's also up to the finance leadership to sit down and start talking about realistically about how this future is going to look. And this future is going to require some traditional IT tasks to bleed over those boundaries and start permeating some of the teams. And it is going to take time for a lot of these teams to start figuring out where does IT stop and where does finance start? That's going to take time and it requires a lot of direct communication between those teams. It's been almost an observation on my part where whenever I speak to finance executives, when we talk about new technologies, particularly emerging technologies, and in some cases, even though the more established technologies like ERP, there always comes to the point where uh, the finance people will say, well, we understand the technology and we appreciate what it can do for us, but we don't really know at what point do we adopt and how do we adopt these technologies into the practices that we do? So the question I have for you is, what is Gartner's recommendation regarding how finance and the CFO approach the adoption of artificial intelligence into the function? And perhaps for many of those who are just at the point of starting, where do they start? How do they start? Yeah, so good question. I would say that like, if I had to say one thing, if there was just one piece of advice that I would give, it would be skills. You are not going to get anywhere without new skills. And this is irrespective of how you approach this, what you're going to do. We need new skills. This means training your current finance team on some new aspects, most notably data science, some very entry-level data science concepts, and also hiring people that have, if not already some experience in these areas, at least a strong desire and propensity to learn them. Now, we're not expecting finance professionals to become professional data scientists or software engineers. That's not what we're talking about. We refer to this as a citizen level of data science competency. There are these understanding the basics. It's um, teaching people some of the basic skills, basic programming skills. We recommend Python as, as a, the scripting language. It's, it's um, the de facto standard for data and analytics in business. And some basic statistics to start out with. Basic statistics 101, going back to learning statistics again, but learning statistics through Python. Not with the pencil and a piece of paper, but through Python. So that would be my number one recommendation is let's start training people so that they're prepared for the future and hiring people that um, either have these skills or propensity for these skills. Now, the second thing that we can also do, there's another thing, is to start recognizing that a lot of the software that you have purchased already has AI components in it, where a lot of vendors are starting to add AI components to their platforms. Seek them out. Use them, understand what they do, and figure out how you can use them in your process. If it's already available to you, you should be trying it. 
test it. Figure it out. Try it in small pieces first and just start understanding what kind of value it can add to, to your workflow. There's no time but now to get wet with these things, right? It's here. And, you know, it's it's uh, only going to become more important for sure. And waiting offers you no benefit at this point. One thing I've noticed for the last couple of years now is this term autonomous finance function. Analysts such as Gartner Group have been predicting this is the direction for the finance organization. Now, will AI-driven finance lead to an autonomous finance function? And perhaps before you can even start on this question, what is Gartner's definition of an autonomous finance function? Right. So autonomous finance um, you know, it sounds like when we say this, we're talking about press the button and walk away and just walk yeah, away. thinking Tesla. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's not necessarily what, what it means. It means that it's largely being handled. You're being, it's a finance function that's being supported by machines, essentially, right? And it's like, it means that we as people are doing things that we're good at. And that means, you know, designing the strategy, deciding what it is we do, governing the process, setting the rules in place and letting the machines handle the heavy lifting, do the things that they do well, calculating, predicting, enforcing the rules, automating mundane processes, looking for errors, making sure that your data is correct, doing all that data intensive things that we struggle to do with the Excel spreadsheets we're doing today. So this is how we envision an autonomous finance function, right? It's people using machines to do the things machines are good at and people reserving the things in the process that they're good at. A while ago, you mentioned the word part of AI is automating processes. And when you said that one, immediately it comes to mind this uh, robotic process automations or RPA, which have been around for a few years now. So for finance organizations that have adopted RPA, what sort of knowledge or understanding should they carry forward when they want to start leveraging AI in the sense of the AI that we know today? Yeah, there's a few things there. There, there are some parallels. I will say this is that you know, as you as you get started with AI, AI is a little more complex than RPA, um, but it also offers more power. It offers more benefits than RPA. But there are some similarities that um, we can leverage. And the the first one I think is the the patterns of implementation that organizations use for RPA are very similar with AI. And we saw this. There was the center of excellence that's gotten developed for RPA. They had teams that focused on this. And then they recognized that, well, we need people who understand the process to also be able to build some of this RPA. And so we already had the first iteration of the citizen development happening with RPA. And this is very much what we recommend with AI as well, is to have center of excellence, team that's highly technically competent, handling the complex stuff, but exposing some of that, that gray area where we need to know some technical part and some of the business process, exposing that to the citizen level, right? Your current finance professionals. This model holds true. This is, this is a direct similarity. There's also some other similarities. Um, a lot of people who got started in RPA recognize that RPA doesn't do everything. It's not magic wand. It's not gonna fix all of your problems. And usually the problems that people uncovered from those processes was data. Is that data needs to, you know, it's not gonna fix all of your data problems. And that just like with RPA, when we're talking about machine learning, talking about AI, we need to pay attention to the quality of our data, and it matters. Data doesn't need to be perfect, but it needs to have a sufficient level of quality. It needs to be consistent in order for us to build reliable processes with RPA or with AI. 
What would be your advice to the CFOs and finance leaders in order to better leverage AI for the organization, for the team? Yeah, this is great. You saved the best question for last, uh, for sure. So first thing on advice, not to repeat myself too much, skills. God, pay attention to those skills. We're not going to get far without skills. So we've already emphasized that. The next thing here, which might be a little, little surprising, but actually pretty easy to do, is very simply, is as you're finding use cases, as you're either you know, building the skills and building your own solutions or, or leveraging things that might exist in platforms that you use, place the emphasis on positioning AI as a coworker that helps people do their jobs better. This is in direct opposition to a strategy where we're using AI to do people's jobs for them. And it's a slight nuance. It's a slightly different approach, but it matters because when we're building AI-driven processes, we need the people working in our teams to be engaged, right? We're naive to think that we're going to build a bunch of AI-driven processes that are going to perform our, all of our finance tasks without engaging with the people who do those tasks right now. And if they think that they're part of projects designed to train their replacement, you're not going to get help from them. And we see this all the time, without exception, I have not talked to one organization that has not experienced this. You get resistance. And this is why 70% of people hear that they will lose their jobs because of AI. And so when we have this project that's going to introduce AI to their job, they feel they're going to get replaced. So we have to be very, very clear with employees that the company strategy is we are using AI as something to help you do your job better. And as you become more efficient and as you have more time, you will begin to work on these specific new value added tasks that we always wanted to do, but we never had time to do. You're finally going to get an opportunity to do all of those things that you thought you were going to do when you entered the profession. That's the strategy and communicate that strategy. Tell people that's what you're going to do. So skills, right? Positioning AI as a coworker. The third thing is as a leader, set some reasonable expectations here. This is not going to take three months. This is a transition in how we do our function. It will take time. I don't know how long it's going to take for every organization. Some organizations, I see some results within six months. Others, it takes 12 months. Um, what does it look like on the other end? When can we say we're done? I have no idea. It's a journey. It is a constant transition. So we need to set some reasonable expectations and we need to start small. Don't expect that we're going to have big, huge wins right out of the gate. Pick something that is going to be you know, reasonable. Forecasting is a great starting point for a lot of finance organizations. It's a great use case, but don't expect to automate your entire forecast. Let's start with one product line, one line of business, maybe even one demographic or a subset within. Learn how it works. Start even with the easiest business line to forecast. That way you can quickly and very easily validate whether or not your algorithms are working and then fine tune that process before you move on to things that are more complex. That would be my advice. Mark, thank you for joining us on Podcast for Future CFO. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. That was Mark McDonald, Senior Director Analyst, Gartner Finance Practice on the topic of how finance should embrace AI. You are listening to Podcast for Future CFO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CFO. 
In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CFO. Bye for now.